1: Hey, guys, it's Terry Reed, and I'm on the Hollywood Raw podcast. And we're here, and we're getting down and dirty talking about all the things that are going on in the past, the present, and let's clear up a lot of the rumors that you've all thought about me. And these are the best guys to do it with. So can't wait for you to watch it, and I hope you're all happy. Ciao. Hey,
2: everybody, it's Tony Robbins.
1: Hey, guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this
2: is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast.
1: You're watching Hollywood Raw.
2: You're listening to and watching...
3: Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast If you can tell my voice, I am so excited I'm drinking, <laughs> see me? I'm drinking uh, I'm celebrating because I'm so excited for our guest today Our guest today is someone who we wanted for so long And it's finally happening By the way, my name is Adam Glenn I am a Hollywood, uh, I'm not a Hollywood, I'm based in New York What am I talking about? I am a journalist I run <laughs> on the streets doing celebrity interviews That's what I do, I put them on YouTube and TikTok And I place them some different media outlets around the world on the other side is my friend Dax Holt, who is a longtime veteran celebrity journalist. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing good. I am not in Hollywood either. I'm in Orange County, California. So, but we are covering all of the Hollywood news. Now, I, dude, today is so exciting for us. Um, Tara Reid has been, she's been so famous for so long, someone that we have wanted on this podcast. And today is the motherfucking day. It is happening. We got Tara. We have tried for years. We have hit roadblocks. We've hit people that don't even represent her. We've like whatever. Today the stars aligned and we have Tara Reed. And I, I I just I have so many questions for her. I have I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. I'm almost like so excited. I don't know where to start because I have so many questions I, for her. Be, I,
3: this might be the most. Ex, I, I, this might be the most excited person I've ever had on the podcast.
2: The most excited person. Because, or You like, are the most excited to have this person. I am the most
3: excited person. Okay. I'm the most. This is my. This is the guest that I was the most excited for. Yeah. And I say that because like we've had some people coming on who like kind of are gonna like we're their first interview and stuff like that. So it's like we want to make sure. But this person like. I'm an actual fan of, mm-hmm. like, they're a big part of my life. Like, uh, yeah,
2: you guys don't get to hear Tara us uh, Reed, fanboy dude. out often, but today is the day. So let's get to some reviews. I'm going to read these real fast so that we can get into our interview with Miss Tara Reed. But all right, this one comes from Juicy. Says Tina Sav, five star. Favorite pod right now. Came to it here after listening to you guys on Juicy Scoop. Love that it's a mix of various lists, including top stories of the week and celeb interviews and insiders. That is us to the T. You know, we we like kind of giving you this all-around look of Hollywood um, by giving you the insiders, by giving you the celebs, by giving you media moguls, by giving you kind of a little bit of it all. All right. And then this one comes from Stacy DR. It says... The content we didn't know we needed. Five stars. I'm so glad you were on the Heather McDonald's so I could discover your podcast. I'm already going to deep dive to find shows I need to listen to. Thanks for giving us the content we didn't know we needed in our lives. Love it. That is why we're here. We like giving you stuff you had uh, no idea that you wanted to hear. Like I'm telling you the amount of people that were like, Oh, I didn't know I wanted to listen to Mike the Situation. But I did and I'm happy I did. Or... Whoever else we've had on here, because God, we've had so many guests, but I'm ready, dude. I'm Um, I'm ready for this. All
3: right. I am ready. Dax, tell us about our guest today.
2: All right. Our guest today is someone who started uh, this podcast years ago and really wanted to have them on because we're such fans of her movies, but how she was so involved in just like the Hollywood scene as a whole. And we wanted to have an honest conversation about just Hollywood culture and, you know, I think we just knew that she would deliver more than most. You know her from projects like American Pie, Van Wilder, Big Lebowski. Ladies and gentlemen, Tara Reed. So, uh, Tara, thank you so, so much. You have no idea how excited we are. We have been doing this podcast for a couple of years, and you have always been on the top of our list to have on this podcast. I, I know that it just has never worked out until today, but I am so excited. We're going to get to all the fun projects you're working on your appearance on The Boys, uh, being on the show Ghost, uh, EPing this new project, Walking in LA. We've got so many things that we want not talk about, but. We need to do some ass kissing first, all right? You've been our dream guest for many reasons. <laughs> One, because you were single-handedly the best TMZ guest host there ever was, and I have to say it—I was there in person, and I've said it for years—you were so funny, uh, so down to earth, and I loved it. I'm going to get into it, and you were a part of like our childhood, you know, and when it comes to uh, American Pie movies and so many other things. Uh, thank you for joining us.
1: It's uh, lovely to be here, and um, I'm happy to be joining you. I've, you know, obviously I've known you since TMZ, oh, and yes. actually you were my favorite as well. And uh, I'm glad <laughs> you got to move on in another direction, and we all did. So but, um,
2: going back yeah, to you when you uh, are like hosted, you filled in for Harvey that day. I'm telling you, we we had numerous people come through. Jerry Springer hosted, John Cena hosted, Little John hosted. And your name always comes to my mind because you were so funny. I remember you ripping us because of the cars that were in the parking lot. Do you remember that at all?
1: Yeah, because I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me, Harvey? Like, look at the cars. Like, these guys should be getting paid. Like, they're on prime time every day. We should
2: all have one." She was like, why is there a bunch of <laughs> Come
1: on, Hondas?
3: Like, <laughs> it
2: doesn't work. It makes
3: no sense.
2: It, it was so funny and so perfect. And uh, from that day, I just feel like you, you – you switch and I don't want to say I had an opinion of you. I just knew you from covering you. And and that day you came in and I felt like everything turned in my head in regards to what I thought of Tara Reed. You just became like a comedian in my mind and someone so cool. So anyway, I'll be done ask kissing. Adam, it's your turn.
3: No, I you know, here's another thing when I ask kiss it. I'm from Jersey, you're from Jersey, so it's cool to like I always root for Jersey. You know, it's cool to see a Jersey person doing well. And it's just cool like that. But also American Pie was such a big movie of my generation. It was my, our generation's porkies in some way to bachelor party. Like it was just, you know, it, it was a movie that you just remember where you were when you first saw it. And I feel like looking back at that time, the trailer of the movie didn't even really showcase what the movie was. And then you saw the movie and you were just like, laugh out loud, just like, you know it was just so good and so funny and it was just like i remember buzzing about this movie, and telling everyone have you seen american pie you have to go see american pie this is when people are actually going to movie theaters so again a- another part is you were just a big part of our our youth we were growing with, up with you com- you know you were you were a hot chick you were you were our girl you were like you were the girl we had posters of from maxim to fhm like they were our girl
1: it's so funny and i appreciate that you say that it's so funny so well, it's not funny that, but my house just got flooded. And uh, so now we're looking for like new furniture and they are demolishing the floors and it's a whole mess. And so yesterday we went into a, a bed store to get a new mattress because it got flooded. And um, I went on uh, feeling every mattress, like which one's better? It's soft, it's hard, like, you know, it sounds very weird. I just said that it's soft and hard, but whatever. But um, the guy comes up to me and he's like, He's like, you have no idea. He's like, I was brought up with you. Like, you mean everything to me. I cannot <laughs> believe you're in my story right now. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, oh, my God. I'm like laying on mattresses. <laughs> like, I'm asking, is this <laughs> too hard or is this too hard? <laughs>
2: what, what's been the, it,
1: it's pretty funny. <laughs> what's the weirdest place that someone has recognized
2: one. you? And the only reason I ask is I was getting a massage the other day. And I'm just ass naked under the sheet. And the lady goes, I loved you on TMZ. (laughs) And I'm like, this is not the time to tell me that.
1: (laughs) Yours was definitely uncomfortable getting the massage (laughs) and saying they're your biggest fan on TMZ. I mean, you can't get weirder than that, you know? But, like, even this, I mean, think, I think, like, every day we kind of all have, like, a weird moment of something. But when the people are so kind in that weird moment, what are you supposed to say? Like, oh, this is awkward, or even though you know in yourself, like, this is weird, this is awkward. I mean, in a certain yeah. way, you have to appreciate it because they're just telling the truth. But in this situation, it's extremely awkward. Like, you know, in your situation, <laughs> getting a massage and you're naked on GMZ, I'm testing out beds, what, if I want it hard or soft. I mean, it,
3: you know, it's <laughs> so it is, it true, is what so true. Is. So, you know, I actually I, I want to go back to American Pie. You know, when you guys were making the movie, did you guys know how big the movie was going to be? We had
1: no clue. I mean, the beginning of the movie—it wasn't even called that. It was first called something like "How We Could Make a, a Huge Comedy Under Ten Million Dollars for a Huge Studio." I think that was what it was called at first, and then it was called something—Great um, Falls—and um, then Great Falls was a high school that the guy that wrote it from Michigan. And then it changed, and then finally the changed to American Pie. But it went through its whole stages. And most people that read, most actresses and actors that read the script, the first one, they were all like, "No way! I'm not doing this movie. It's way too graphic. It's way over the line. No way." So so many famous celebrities passed on it, and it turned out to be their. turned out to be our blessing, and they're probably their curse. Like. Look at, like, the most person I'm so proud of right now. Look at Jennifer Coolidge. She's killing it. So so you know? who... And who, she even said it in her speech. She's like, I don't mind doing American 5 and 6.
2: So who actually like, passed yeah, on the movie care. then?
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: I don't know the names, like obviously they don't tell you, but I just know that it was like a high rum gotcha. of people bigger than we were at the time. And then once we all did it, yep. then we we Jump the stage again. And so many people. Like, that. And how many
2: up, auditions it did it take you to actually land the part?
1: Well, for American Pie, I was shooting Urban Legend. Um, so I was shooting that in uh, Toronto. So they already, like, we talked and my agents were, you know. But I had to come in the final edition, you know. Gotcha. So I didn't have to go through, like, ten editions. So I literally flew in, did the audition, and flew right back out because I had to shoot. And they, they, you know, the producers were nice enough to let me even fly to, to take the edition. So I flew in and, you know, urban legend is a horror film. It's completely different than American pie. I flew in and I, and I did the edition. I thought, I don't think I'm going to get this one. Like I'm a little, like on a freaky side, like horror, you know, like. but I did it. And then, um, I landed in back, you know, in Toronto and, uh, I got the call that I got the part, but I really didn't think I was going to get it. I really didn't. But I, um, and they, they worked with me a lot on it. Like a lot of times when you do additions, uh, you get like one time to do it, maybe two times to do it. And I was like, okay, thank you very much. Bye. You know, and you're like, wait, wait, I can do it better. You know? Um, but they did work with me on the character. They did let me play with her, you know, and, and, and try to direct me. And, uh, you know, I give them props for that because they, they were trying to find if, if they had it, if I had it in me or if they had it in me to play this role. And uh, awesome. it, it all worked out. It.
3: <laughs> it was such a good movie. And then when, So when the movie took off, how did your life change? Like, not just your career, because I'm sure your career changed. You started to get more auditions and roles. But how, you know, part of your career, how did everything change from that?
1: I think it changed a lot because at the time I was also dating Carson Daly You know, so we were kind of like the first kind of it couple before there was the it couples. Um, We didn't get the name together, thank God, but you know what I mean? Um, But I remember we were living in New York City, and I remember um, just so much was going on. I had, at the time, I had, you know, we had American Pie out, like Joseph and the Pussycats, Urban Legend. They all were kind of the same time, the same area, cruel intentions. And, uh, you know, in New York, you know, they have like the little newsstands and then they have the delis and they put all the uh, magazines up. And I remember, yeah, and I remember walking outside my apartment in New York and I look over and I look at the stand and I literally, I was on the cover of Maxim. I was on the cover of, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Vogue, Teen Vogue. I was on the cover of, uh, uh Rolling Stone, I mean, like, it was insane. There was all these covers at once, and I was like, holy cow, like, this is crazy. It, I didn't realize how big it was and how big they all came together. Because, you know, one movie is something, and then once you get another one something, and then they build up, and they're like, all right, now she's big. And so, even if it's a movie from a year ago, but now you get all these, they all take the press at the same time. Like a snowball effect. And I didn't understand it, but I understood it. It was the first time I realized that, wow, like, I think I might be famous. <laughs> like, like I, I, was, I was scared or nervous and I, I didn't even see it like that, but I'll never forget that moment when I saw all those covers in the magazines, like in the shops, everywhere. just Everyone went staring at me, just walking home, you know, getting like a, you know you know cream cheese and a bagel. <laughs> so I got it every day. And then all of a sudden, That's yeah. it's not like overnight, yeah.
2: So, wow. But it's so, pretty crazy. I, I'm not an actor. I don't do movies or anything like that. I don't know how residuals work. Does that movie still pay money after all these years?
1: Oh, yeah, they all do. It's funny. It's 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 not just from here. You'll get, like, international residuals. So, you'll get, like, Spain. Da-da-da-da. Australia. So it's not just, like, American residuals. It goes from each country. I mean, that's the beauty of SAG, Screen Actors Guild, because they follow everything on that. So you're always, like, paid for something. I mean, sometimes, don't get me wrong, they'll get a check for 10 cents, <laughs> like, you know, or 21 cents, or a dollar forty five, you know? And then you get that big check for, like, 9000 But But, um, you know, they, they definitely are still widely... Uh, accepted on my side
2: <laughs> could, could you live off of one big movie uh, like if if someone was in let's say uh, avatar or I, I don't know maybe even american pie can yeah. you live off of the residuals for the rest of your life
1: not not it depends if you're talking about like avatar yes if you are talking about leonardo caprio movies yes um american pie you can't live the big lifestyle but you'll be all right but you have to have all that. You have to own the house ready, have the cars ready, mm-hmm. mortgage paid off. You know what I mean? So it'd be enough money to let you live. You just have to make the money first to buy everything. You know, I think a lot of mistakes people do is rent everything mm-hmm. to save their money and spend it. You know, I was smart enough in the very beginning to buy. So I'm in a position where I'm, 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 I'm always going to be okay. I'm never going to be like, you know, hopefully I'll become a billionaire one day. You know, like the song, I want to be a billionaire. Like, you know, <laughs> all of that. like, oh, magazine, like everyone's that. But at the end of the day, um, I'll always be okay. I love what I do. Uh, I'll keep always working, even when, uh, you know, times are tough or, or, or the media can be tough on me. I've never given up on myself. Mm-hmm. I've never given up on something that I love so much, and that's acting. So when you love something so much and any career, or any field you do, I feel like you love, you know, your your podcast. You've been so proud of this for so long. I know like we've been trying to get together on this for a while. It's your passion. So when you love something that you work on, my advice to anyone is just keep doing it because it will pay off. Like you're gonna go through hardships, like hard times, good times, and say, sometimes, you know what, let's just give this up, forget it. But that's your biggest mistake. As soon as you do that bam, the biggest job comes out. And that's just, like, believing in yourself. And I know, like, you know, in in this last few years, there's been so much trouble with people with mental health and, like, you know, COVID. You know, it's been really extremely hard on everyone, you know, especially in the entertainment field because, you know, it's just gone to almost nothing. Everything's shut down constantly and there's very few actors that are working. And um, But you don't give up. And you just keep going and you just keep going and and, and eventually something will click again. It always does. It's just patience is a virtue.
3: Yeah. You no, know, it's nice. It's, yeah. it's actually really nice to hear you say that because, you know, again, you've been in this business for a long time and there's been some amazing moments and there's been some hard times, you know, but I think one thing about you is you've always kept punching. And I think that's what people love about you. You know, like you, you've made fun of yourself. You had fun with it, but you, you never gave up. And obviously your passion for acting shows, cause you got some really cool projects in the works and it's like, Oh cool. She's still fucking crushing it. So it's really cool. Um, I have a question for you though. Like, me and Dax have covered a ton of red carpets. You know, we know what it's like on our side of doing it. But how is it like for you when you walk the red carpets? When you're going down the red carpet, there's a lot of pressure because you're there to promote a movie. But, you know, obviously you want to look good. You want to do these red, these interviews and you have to take the photo. But what's – you know, our audience hasn't been to – not all of our, some of our audience has. But not a lot of people have been to a red carpet and experienced it like you have. What is it like from your perspective I, or your side?
1: I think there's like, I think there's two sides to it. So. A, if it's your movie, totally different. If it's your movie, it's your movie, you're on the red carpet, you have a lot more power. You know, so you can control the interview more. If you're just going to someone else's movie in a red carpet, not so much. So you have to be careful who you talk to and who you don't. And you have to watch your past mistakes or interviewers that did wrong to you and not forget that you know, and, and, and be careful who's going to pick on you or who's going to be nice to you because that one interview could change everything for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I get hesitant to do a lot of interviews because what if I say the wrong thing? And then that's blasted everywhere. And those people think it was good for the show, but it actually wasn't really because it just crushed a career, you know? So there's that, there's that side, I think, that maybe you guys should think about too, that maybe you don't think on your side. But on my side, going through it, it's like, which interview do I do? Like, do I take the chance and do this interview? Are they gonna be nice to me? Are they gonna try to spin it and make it bad? And, and that is something that I'll—I never will know. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes kind sort of gut, gut instincts if you should do it or not. Because once they start aiming at like certain things, you already know where the interview is gonna go, you know. And I, I think once you get the interviews that the people want to know your truth and people like want to hear you they want to see that you're you're cool and you're normal and i think those are the interviews way, way farther you know but the, the the other ones that you know you get defensive and you know they're, to me that's not a really good interview at all and then it makes me you know hold it inside and not really want to do interviews because you've been burnt so many times you get scared
2: what made you say yes to us
1: Because I've known you for
2: too long. Well, thank you. I I really honestly so appreciate you coming on. I want to get into like, you know, as a woman, how much and a a sex symbol, one of the biggest sex symbols that we've had in our generation, how much pressure is there to not only be hot, but stay hot? Because I feel like it's very different for for men in this industry. But what is it like for you as a woman feeling, having those pressures?
1: I mean, I'm going to be honest, a lot of it's genetics. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. only so much you could do. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, we are in a, a, a situation where we're lucky. There is so many things to, to keep you from the best face creams or, you know, to anything that, that we have available to, to anyone right now. So it, it's a lot easier for girls to stay looking hot. But... Still, again, it's definitely genetics too. Like, you can't really, like, your weight or your this or your that. I mean, you know, everyone could do the best they could do, and then you could try to get help on the other side. So, the healer, like, here, a little there, a little this, a little that. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know. It is what it is. You don't look any older. That's, are you getting low <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, thank you. I, uh, I try not to age. That is one of my daily routines. Just don't age in the morning, but no, <laughs> I, it's just funny. I, you know, you, you, you see uh, these women out here who, who, who talk about it a lot and about the, like, you know, don't filter stuff on Instagram because you're giving this like non-authentic view to the world and to young girls. And, you know, not everyone has been placed in the situation that you have. I don't have.
1: filter. I don't filter anything. No, the only thing that's ever been filtered. If I do like magazine covers, that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. But anything you see that I post ever has never been filtered. Like that's a fact. Like I, like never. Because what's the difference? Yeah. It is when, when I walk outside, you see the same thing. You know, and I'm I'm not you know, I'm not 25 anymore. I know that I'm very happy. You know, I'm 47 with my age, and I'm happy that I am. And I think. As life as I get older has become better for me. I've become wiser. I've learned so many things, and been through a lot. I've lost both my parents in this time frame since you see me, and I had to grow up a lot. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in my life, and um, and it was certainly for the best. You know, and and I feel protected with my family over me, and and I always feel love and. But also made me realize, like, I don't have mom and dad anymore to protect me. Like, I, it's just me now. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a difference when that happens. There's a there's a different kind of feeling when you just can't call your mom on the phone anymore. You can't call your dad. You know, like, even for the simplest things, like, mom, what was that recipe you made? that I, I used to love. Like, where do I call her? There's no phone to, to heaven, You know. Mm-hmm. But um, there's just I think. You know, there's a lot that goes on between that, and, and it's a lot of growth that you have to do with yourself. And I mean, there's moments that you want to cry. You know, you 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 miss everyone, but um, I think they're great moments. They're powerful moments, and I think that's I think moments make a life, and they make your dreams come true. I think yeah. they put it in a really reality check.
2: Yeah, You live off those memories now, you know, you got to think back of how amazing things were and that you got to live the life you did with those people.
1: Absolutely. So, so.
2: no, sorry, I didn't mean to make you, you sad. Yeah, we went
1: on another we went on
2: No. Another like, well, well, I'm going to go home and, and hug my mom and my dad. Thank you. Yeah, please. I, I need yeah. to do that. Make
1: um, sure you get all her recipes.
2: <laughs> I will. I will for sure. Um, no, the other thing I think, you know, we wanted to get into was we covered you so much Tara throughout the years, um, because you had one of the biggest names in Hollywood. We obviously covered you, you, you know, you were You got to live that 2007 time period that I think everyone looks back and wishes they got to be there during, you know, when Brittany and Lindsay were out and just having the time of our life. and. Do you, do you feel that you were labeled accurately as the party girl or, you know, hell, you were just having a good time living through your youth. Do you feel like you were treated fairly in the media?
1: Um, I think the media got it wrong with me. Like, you've never heard one story. You worked for TMZ. Never once. I was never late to set. ever. Mm-hmm. I, I always knew my lines. I never messed up. I never got a DUI. I never got arrested. So... But I love to pop a bottle of champagne and dance on a table. You know what I mean? So I got that party girl image. And I was also one of the international girls. that You'd see me in Santa Fe, Ibiza, Sardinia. You know, I was a traveler. So when I wasn't working, I partied. And yeah, it was the ultimate party girl, I think, in the world. But when I worked, I was serious. I think the media got that confused. You know, I would work hard, play hard. But I never played hard when I was working. And I think that's where they lost the messages in between, and I think that that's where it hurt me, career-wise, in a huge, huge way. And then I look at like a lot of my peers, you know, back then, they weren't actors; they really didn't have much they were doing, but they were allowed to party, whatever, and they were getting these massive careers. And I was like, "What am I doing?" (laughs) Like, this is wrong. But years have gone by now, and it's fine. Like, you know, in the beginning, I didn't really get it. You know, I didn't understand like the double standard because you're young, you're young, you're new. The whole the whole careers new. Hollywood's new. All of a sudden the cameras were new. TMZ was new. The paparazzi were new. It all happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we were ready for it. But I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it, how much it would hurt me career wise. If I knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't have gone out as much, you know, I, I, or I would, but I stayed home but we didn't know that we had to do that then. And it's kind of like, it's like all of a sudden you guys all came out at once. It was crazy. And then I became a focus because it was so easy to focus on me. Like, why not?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She is crazy tonight. She's stands at tables tonight. Like, she's doing that. Like, it was so easy. You had me and all the girls. that Everyone was doing it. Um, I think they got to skip the line. And I just, to this day, I still think I get a lot of the punishment from it. But I think or finally getting over that border, which is finally, you know, it's only took me like 30 years. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I get it and I understand it now. And I, 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 I'm not mad. Like I I forgive the whole situation on everything. And like in my life right now, I just, I'm happy. I'm alive. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy, healthy. And everyone around me is, and I just, you know, want to live each day, every day like it's our last day cuz in these times we really don't know what's going on it's absolutely madness you know so i just want to i mean that's even why i did this interview with you because i know you've wanted to do it for a while and i said you know what let's do it now it's time you know and i i mean that from the bottom of my yeah, heart yeah
3: no I, again i i appreciate you saying all this and i think part of the why we wanted you to come you know again we started doing this podcast years ago when we first started doing it we're rumbling off guests who we love to have and you were like the first person that popped in her head because, again, A, you were a f- very famous actress and we loved American Pie and Van Wilder. I mean I could go through your whole Rolodex of films you did. But then also, you know, you were an interesting person because we sort of covered you. You know, we weren't – I mean I could say and I think Dax, we are both not the ones to throw you under the bus. We were just kind of like working for the army but just – we weren't the ones really kind of putting the pressure on. I think there's other people in the media who are still sort of labeling. We were just kind of – I don't know. Just – guys on the ship just stirring it but um we just want to hear like about your side and your perspective during all of this and um like so your time during that like the people do you think like and I just want to know because I know from my sources but like the people were people trying to sell you out like did you like notice like your friends in the Hollywood circle like trying to tip off that
1: Oh, I definitely, I definitely saw that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know who it was. I had ideas because there's no way that there's certain things that would come out that there's no way that anyone would know that, you know? And then we had a couple friends that we started figuring out that was definitely going to TMZ. And, you know, we started chopping the people down more and more and I had a lot less friends. It got smaller and smaller and smaller. And probably to this day, I probably have like, eight friends in the whole world, like, that are really my friends, you know, I have a lot of acquaintances, we all do, but that I really trust, and, um, but, you know, in the beginning we didn't realize that, you know, it, it was very confusing, but then when you started realizing it was, like, constant, like, every time you got this certain crowd or certain people, like, it was in the paper the next day, or the next thing, or, like, no one knew we'd be there, how, you know, so, and then, you know, people got money off these leaks, and the more they got money, they loved it. So they would just leak everything, even if it wasn't true. So part of the reason why I was getting annoyed with TMZ is because and and it was known to cover its facts. And you guys know that, mm-hmm. you know. And they didn't cover all their facts all the time. But I didn't want to get in a fight with TMZ. That would be the dumbest move to me. Yeah. You know? So I feel I still know that to this day. I feel know? like yeah. everyone
2: everyone like has this idea of what being famous is like and how everyone wants to be famous and everyone wants to everyone talking about him but there is a different side and don't don't get me wrong I'm not pooing what it's like to have fame and money and that kind of stuff but I think there is another side of fame that is a difficult side like you just said you don't know who to trust and you think these people are friends and they're the ones benefiting I mean, off and that can be really as, tough like,
1: it goes as far as you know, I had a publicist at the time, and uh, he he also his partner also represented Perez Hilton. Mm. Now Perez Hilton was one of the biggest people that crushed me. No, no why is my publicist not protecting me? To I me, mean, and how does he know this stuff that he's putting it out? And Perez is writing bad things about me every day. I mean, it was, it, it's all hand in hand in hand. Like, and you don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe it. Like, no one wants to believe something bad. You just. Think okay, go away. But then eventually, it's in your heart. You know something's bad. It's not right. When it stinks, it stinks. You know, and, and and it stunk. And I had to leave. You know, I had to, I had to, I had to separate myself from Hollywood for a little while, and that helped me. You know, I had to step out, and I, and I left. I left Hollywood for probably a couple of years, mm-hmm. and moved to Europe. Um, obviously I had enough money at the time. You know, and uh, I lived my best life there, and went around and had a great time. In Europe, they love you. You can wear a bikini, they think you look great. You do this and you're dancing on champagne and all, yeah, they think you're fabulous. The table is there. Here, they're like, in America, if you're drinking, you're a bad person. If you're happy, you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. If you're partying, you're a really bad person. Like, celebration in, in America is just, it doesn't let you celebrate. In Europe, everyone wants to celebrate every night for anything. And I think that's one of the things I, I realized about America that, that they don't Americans don't really support Americans that much. Like they take them down. Mm-hmm. Well, like, when you're an American, you go to Europe. They just want to party with you. They want to fun. They like, they dance. They love music. And you'll see parents out with their kids dancing outside on the beach. Like there's no such lifestyle that here. Like you're not going to see a, a beach club in Malibu. You know, like, no. it's not for pay. I get that. But there, you know, there's also a difference of People should be able to still have fun and not be scared to have fun. In America, as an actor, at least, in the limelight, you know, we're scared to have fun if anyone catches it on a camera. But you guys go out at night and you could party at the best in your life. You're not scared. You do nothing different than I do. I just have to be careful because if I do it, I'm a bad girl. If you do it, you're the coolest guy with your friends. That's the difference.
2: Double standard. Um, Do you you wish that your shoot to stardom would have been, let's say, 20 years later during the social media craze, because then you could have gone on and refuted a, a story like you didn't have the opportunity because this was all before social media, before people could kind of like have their own voice. Everything had to go out through a magazine, through a publicist, through another source, and social media has changed all that. Do you wish you would have had that opportunity that young stars have today?
1: I mean, there's a yes, of course. I wish I would have had the opportunity to, to stick up for myself. But there's also a part of me that I think that the Hollywood that I lived in, they were still real stars. You know, like mm-hmm. we were the raw young Hollywood. I think today's Hollywood is just like from the YouTubers, and I don't. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but from YouTubers to those the all social media, it's different kind of stardom. It's different. It's just different. You know, like, even if you watch Jersey Shore, imagine I did that. They probably would have killed me. Like, in, in the, like not even, like, literally, I probably would have gone to jail. <laughs> Jersey Shore, they're all making trillions of dollars now, and they're making another one now, and they all had babies and stuff. Well, I don't get it. Yeah. If I even did one thing like that, you know, I, that's it. Terry's done. I mean, I think the double standard, especially, I think when it came to me, was just,
2: out
1: of control. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should have been a rock star. I don't
3: know. You know, obviously during that time, I think a lot of people saw you and like, fuck, she's living the life. Like, I wish I could experience that just for one night because you were, Again, if anybody else was in that position, I think a majority of people would have, of course, they want to go out, celebrate, hang out with the cool crowd, see these people. I mean, it's a, it was pretty cool fun So um, What was your coolest Hollywood night? Like, the wildest night in Hollywood. where we drinking champagne, popping bottles, a lot of people around you. It just became, it's that night you look back like, fuck, that was a crazy cool night. I think it
1: was probably at the Cannes Film Festival. It wasn't in Hollywood, but it was all the Hollywood people. And um, we were at uh, Vertical Valleys but and he had this private party and you had everyone there. Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, like you name it, everyone was there. But it was like still a private party. And everyone was just having fun and then drinking and dancing. And we had the best DJ playing and and I remember like out and I'm looking at like we're all dressed in glamour and like these beautiful gowns and the guys are in tuxedos. And I remember dancing around as the boat's flowing and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know, and I'm like, wow. And at that moment I thought, this is what it's about. Like that moment that I'll never forget. That was a moment that to this day is the number one moment in my that's head. So going, cool. Wow. Damn,
2: that's a good moment right there. That is that is probably one of the best moments I've heard from any of our guests. It's not not every day does people get to be on a yacht off the coast of Cannes with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. So good job. <laughs> that's dope. I wanna when I think when I think of Hollywood and partying and I always wanted to know, because it's like, what's it like inside Chateau Marmont? Because that is one of the most famous locations, but like not a lot of people go in there. And it's kind of mysterious. What's it like in there?
1: I mean, there's two ways about it. I mean, if you're going to go in a room there, like in the hotel (laughs) rooms, it's definitely haunted, first of all. We all know that. That's how it's definitely haunted. But I mean, there's so many times I've been in different rooms with a lot of celebrities and a lot of, you know... Things are what they are in Hollywood, but um, it's definitely, definitely a creepy place. Like people just fall down the stairs for no reason, like crack their heads open, or like I, mean, I can't tell you some of the weird stuff I've ever seen in that hotel, but you'll meet some of the craziest, most uh, the biggest stars in the I, world in those rooms in Hollywood.
2: I remember seeing the Olsen twins like going into there and I was like, oh my God, the Olsen twins at the Chateau Marmont. It was like all worlds combined right there. I, I love the Olsen twins too. Um, can, can I ask you about one other <laughs> famous TMZ video? Um, so obviously the yeah. video that they have played a billion times was the Kim K Paris Hilton video where they walked in.
1: But that was so
2: that's what I want you know to get happens, to Tara. Happens, right? The rest of the story that no one else ever played.
1: Because that video. No, but that video TMZ yes, lied. They cut off like getting you. I got in right after. Yeah, it looked like that, but then TMZ cut it. That's not what happened. They let them in first and went right after. It wasn't the story that TMZ pretended it was. You know, but TMZ did that so, to me all the time. You know that. Like they just loved to pick at me because I was a story that they could always. So what was be the rest? So the tell me story. what
2: the rest of that night know, was like and, for you—the night that no one else saw.
1: Nothing. We went inside and everyone had the same time. Everyone's happy, cool, whatever. But I knew the next day what was going to happen. And then when TMZ kept playing that and the whole world kept playing that thing over and over again, it made me feel like an idiot, you know? And it hurt my feelings. And it shouldn't have happened like that anyway, but it did. So you got to get over it. But at the same time, it was like, come on, man. Like, why did you have to cut the video there? You know, in real life, TMZ definitely has a stock. Where that, it wasn't cut off right there. But they they chose to, because it's better for the mm-hmm. show. I, I get that, you know, but that to me, like, I don't even care about that. That's, like, the least of my worries of, of the past, of the things that I worry about.
2: I've always, in my mind, thought that you got in and, like, went and sat with Paris and Kim and had a great night. That's, like, always what's been in my brain, so I just was we always did. curious if it happened. Yeah?
1: But we did. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We did. Completely. Like, the whole looks and the whole thing made no sense to me. I just wanted like, to ask you. whatever.
3: How did you how do you deal with the paparazzi on your end? Yeah. Like especially during that time. Like what would what were you doing? Would you talk to them off camera and like would you work out traits like, hey guys, get me going in? Like how do you develop that balance? There's being-
1: certain There's certain paparazzis. There's certain paparazzis like you gotta learn who they are, you know? Like honestly. And there's certain paparazzis that you know actually become your friends. Like you'll be like please don't take a picture of me tonight. I give you pictures every single night, but not tonight. And they'll literally put their camera down, like, on the ground, out of respect, and just let you go. There's a lot of that, that no one ever hears that side about paparazzi. They're not all bad. Then you have the ones that just try to make the worst picture at the worst time and try to ruin your life. But there's also other ones that, that actually care. So I have to give a paparazzi not, you know... 50 50 they're not all bad you know people should sure. know that about yeah,
3: no that. you're 100 right it's a, it's a relationship it's a balance and you know you've been around a lot of them it's, you know there's some of them where like again they're just trying to do a job but you were also around it during the time where like you're going into the car and they're just filming you the entire time like you walk out of a club at 2 a.m and like you're it's, you walked into a reality show where they keep the camera and the light on you because they're just waiting for something to happen
1: yeah, but those are the bad ones, and then even if the good ones are around, they'd be like, "Hey, man, I mean, have you ever seen some of the videos where the paparazzi get in fights with each other?" <laughs> you know, like it's amazing. Like, there's some that like, there's some that want to make that dollar. You know, there's some that say, "All right, I'm going to make the next dollar there," because she's going to let me have the only picture. You know, and there's that's the truth. So it, it just goes either way. There's some that have like are relentless. Some have a heart. And you know the difference, just like we all do. We have instincts. And you know, we have to go on our instincts. And even if our instinct is wrong about the person, it's not ever really that wrong. Mm-hmm. Trust me.
2: So we have we have a group on Facebook. It's our, our private Facebook group. It's called Off the Record. And we told them that you'd be coming on and just said, hey, yeah. is there any questions? Because our fans don't have access to Tara Reads. So we were like, do you guys have any questions you would like us to ask her? And one of the questions came in and said, how has Hollywood changed you after you get negative press? How does that change a person um, in, in Hollywood? Is, that, is there an answer you can give to that person?
1: Yeah, um, I think it makes you more defensive. Mm-hmm. It makes you much more aware um, of your surrounding. And um, if you're smart enough and have a heart, you're not going to let that beat you down. Because why? Why should the bad person beat the good person down? Yeah. But you just have to be more aware of what's around you. So at the end of the day, it's made me smarter. It's made me more aware. My instincts are better. Mm-hmm. So I don't find it as as a bad thing. I actually find it as a good thing. Because if it wasn't for all those bad things, I would be sitting here with you guys right now talking about it. Yeah.
2: What about and I had another question come through is what do you want your legacy to be what do you want your legacy to be do you want to do like talk show hosting like where do you what do you want people to remember Tara read by
1: I had this um I don't have it with me I'm at home right now but uh, in uh, fourth grade I had this assignment it was this book it's called all about me mm-hmm. and it had to be from the day you're born. Your birth, how much you weighed and this and that. So i one years old, two years old, then went to kindergarten, first grade, and ended at third grade. And it was all these pictures of your family and stuff, and then it had the 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 future, you know, at the end. And this is like, I mean, this is what I was thinking back then. And I had a picture of it being married, and I had a picture of a, like a husband and wife, not me, literally, but cut out a picture in a magazine of the husband and wife and I cut out a picture of babies and then I cut out a picture of the Academy Award so let's see what happens
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like it it's a vision <laughs> board that's great
1: but I did that when I was like eight you know what I mean that's crazy hey
2: you never so know you never know Tara it's it's like listen we're, we're sitting here talking about you know Brendan Fraser up for an Oscar right now. You know, I would have never thought Brendan Fraser would be there. And the guy has persisted and worked and worked and he is up for a motherfucking Oscar right now. I love it. So
3: I hope he it. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: so cool. I don't know. It's just, I, I love stories like that. And uh, you know, I hope that one day all your, your visions come true. Thank you. You just did a guest role on ghost, which is obviously a huge show. How did that come about? Were you nervous to film it because it's obviously so big?
1: No, Ghost, by the way, is the coolest show on TV. Like, I, I'm not just saying because I, I got this part in it. But the whole funny part is that I play myself, which is not really me. And the character I play is obviously Tara Reed. But the guy, so Ghost is all about these dead spirits that haunt this house. And there's two living people that, that are alive in the house. Mm-hmm. And the one girl fell down the stairs. I mean, she did. um, She got to see the ghosts, but the husband never did. So she's talking to ghosts all the time. And then he finally believes her, but there's like a house of like 20 ghosts. So they're never alone, you know. And there's one guy, supposedly, he was at my birthday party years ago. And he got killed. (laughs) And he was like in love with me. He thought he was going to marry me. And he always talks about it in, in the house. So they find a piece of some like whatever. Anyway, I go to the ghost house that's haunted, and he's like trying to like get in touch with me, but I didn't know he's the ghost, and I, I can't see him. I'm telling way too much. I'm probably in <laughs> trouble. But it's it's really funny, and it's such a great cast, and such great like producers, and like everyone on the show. Y- you couldn't ask for a better show, and like it's just funny, and everyone is just amazing. You'll love the show. Like, honestly, watch it.
2: That's awesome. And Walking in L.A., I know you're an EP on that, which is a big project for you right now. Is there anything you <laughs> want to tease people with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fun. It's about, you know, um, I can't say everything, but it's about a dog walker. I'll put it that way. He winds up uh, taking a lot of celebrities' dogs and walking in them and all the demands that celebrities have and how the dogs act and, like, what happens inside... Their hair, this, that, but it's really funny. It's like what's the movie with um, what is it with um Jennifer Coolidge and uh, what's it called, the dog one? Um, oh, Best in Gems. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it's a little bit like that kind of whole idea. It's it's definitely hysterical, and uh, I think it's a great. People love dogs, you know. People love goofiness and stuff like that. So I think that would be a really good show. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about both of them.
2: I love it, Tara. Thank you so. F- freaking munch for coming on the podcast uh, we have looked forward to this and you did not disappoint i loved hearing your perspective on so much throughout the years uh and if anyone wants to follow her obviously she's at tara reed she is the og tara reed so she better be having her handle on ig and, and twitter and everything else and thank you again um you know it this has been I really so really fun
1: appreciate it you guys you were awesome and i had a great time and uh thank you
3: Tara Reed. Tara Reed. I know, dude.
2: <laughs> I, I love it. Dude, oh, I, I don't think our I don't think our listeners understand what a big deal that was. Because we have been trying for so long to get Tara Reed on this podcast. And what it started off was we would contact people who would claim to be her reps. And then they weren't. And so we would like spend all this time talking to people. And then months later find out like, oh, you don't even represent Tara Reid or, you know, these publicist managers. It was like the weirdest like maze trying to get to her. And it took her – it took us literally years to finally get through to her. And I am so excited that just happened.
3: So let me ask you this, Dax. We always have people write in our Facebook group off the record. They're always like, you guys should have Jennifer Coolidge on. You should have Miranda Lambert on. Why was Tara Reid so high on your list?
2: She she's high on our listeners' list too. She was high on my was, list because. Yes, you're right. Of Why for you specifically? She, because I felt like she was very misunderstood. Number one, and I'm I'm telling you that because of my interaction with her at TMZ and how she came in and like blew me away with how freaking cool she was after. Years of TMZ roasting her, you know what I'm saying, and she came in. Just TMZ, and guys. Let's make that clear. It wasn't just TMZ. Around. This was
3: everyone roasting her.
2: A hundred percent. But yeah. I, I'm saying because I was at TMZ, so sure, I yeah, yeah. firsthand witnessed roasting. You know what I'm saying. And for her to come in, knock it out of the park, and have a great time, and like joke about herself, joke about us, joke about it all. I, I just had so much respect for that that. It's like I've always just wanted to like, I've wanted to tell her number one, but then I've also wanted other people to see how cool she was.
3: So now that you talked to her, you just got to talk to her for forty five minutes, kind of ask every single question that you really wanted to. Now, what's your thoughts of her? How has your perspective changed, or did it? Like now, what do you think of Tara Reid?
2: No, I, my perspective doesn't change. I I still really like her. I think she's dope. I think, um, I think she really is, has been misunderstood. I I what's interesting is. You know, the parting stuff, uh, her saying, I didn't realize how much it was going to hurt my career. And I think that's kind of sad because she was having fun. She was just enjoying her life like every other young kid at the time, like in their 20s, having a good time. And you don't think about the repercussions. And why is it that other people like Leo, you see Leo out partying doesn't mean he's going to not get movies. You know, it was like people had a target on her and they went to town and it, it, it hurt her career. And that's, that sucks.
3: Yeah, it's sad. And as I'm doing this, I'm drinking while doing a podcast. So it's my building (laughs) had a party downstairs and had free booze. So I was like, I'll take a free beer real quick. Um, So I've been boozing while doing, but guys, what what was your, what was your thoughts on the whole thing? I think it's just, I wanted to hear from her and I wanted her to say it and I didn't want her to say it, but I was just curious that she would admit to it. Like. That whole label hurt her career, and it did mm-hmm. because she was a good. She had a good career. She was so pretty. I mean, she was at that time, you know, in that that era. The Maxim magazines, the FHM, all that stuff was so big. She was on the cover of that. Stuff. She was a sex symbol, but then she got labeled because it was a good storyline. It was a good angle for people to buy mm-hmm. magazines, and of course, she was the. Um, everyone made money off her, except her. Yeah. And it's a little bit sad in a way. However, I think it's really cool that she could kind of keep punching and laugh at herself and address it because mm-hmm. she couldn't address it back then because there was no social media. She just had to kind of accept the punches. And even maybe when she wanted to speak about it, the media would still say, you know what? We're in control of your voice. So we're going to actually not air your thing, air your, your clean laundry. We're going to just air your dirty laundry. So it was a little bit sad. I mean, it was just a period of time when people did that. Now I, But again, she very honest in this interview, and it's just one of those things where just like I don't know, like I I, when we again I said this is my fourth time saying when we started this podcast, we said who do we want on, and she was like on the top of our list, and she just came on, and for me she delivered, you know, it was just cool to hear her side of everything. So, but um, thank you guys for listening and honestly we wouldn't have gotten Tara Reid if you guys didn't support us because our audience got big enough where Tara said you know what their audience is good I'm going to come on the Hollywood Raw podcast so thank you guys for listening make sure you guys like and subscribe us on YouTube we do have a video portion of this podcast on YouTube we're on TikTok we're on Instagram at Hollywood Raw Pod we also have a Facebook group that we said in the interview called Hot At Uh, Well, it's called Off the Record, where we kind of, you know, we kind of interact with you guys. You guys kind of talk to each other. We find out stuff that's going on in Hollywood news. It's just a really cool community. Uh, Find me at at Adam Glenn. Find Dax Holt at at Dax Holt.
2: And go leave us us a review, please. If you like this episode, go tell us why you like this episode. Go to iTunes, scroll to the bottom. Um, Leave a review, five stars, and just say, you know, maybe what you learned about Tara, what you liked about it, whether or not. We were annoying. I don't care. Just leave five stars because it helps us massively. So thank you guys for all your support. We appreciate it. Dude, that was like bucket list shit right there. Love it. Bye, guys. A Huda Media Production.